Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rempel. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Carl, today we're beginning a series on accountability. Accountability, that um, word that so many of us cringe when we hear. That's right. In this introductory topic today, we'll be talking about some of the perceptions that we have about accountability, because for most of us, this has been a negative place. Oh, yeah. And the lack of accountability, too. So we cringe when it's related to us, but when it's related to others, there's a lot of anger and rage right now. There is, particularly with some uh, banks who will remain nameless so we don't get sued. So... (laughs) That's right. We're but have kind of mismanaged their funds. Happen to be in this country and yes. happen to be in the news every day. Who've misused <laughs> some funds with government bailout money. I know that I've stared at the TV and I shook my fist at it and said, how dare you? And they should be in jail and have to give the money back with interest and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. So we joke about it, but it's actually quite pertinent because there is a lot of talk of accountability. Presidents using it, the treasuries using it, what they mean by it. We're going to, I think, have some great conversations over the next few weeks because I don't think it's going to result in changed behavior. And that has to do with the fundamental misunderstanding about the good side of what accountability can accomplish for you instead of just the bad side of, you know, kind of hovering over potentially bad people and making sure nothing happens. That's right. It seems like we equate uh, accountability with someone who probably on the receiving end, we experience it, excuse me, as micromanaging or someone trying to control us, trying to look over us, our shoulder, sort of a, a way to supervise us, but a way to catch us or trip us up. And so I think that kind of raises questions of fear. It's a fear-based kind of system where we are yeah. constantly looking over our shoulders for those that are trying to trip us up. Exactly. So the starting assumption there is that there is no trust. There's no basis for trust and something bad is going to happen. And so you have to have something in place to protect everyone from that unknown coming bad thing. Well, that's an interesting point because from the employer side, sometimes I think that you view accountability, you know, someone with the power differential, the person who has the power, you view it as Kind of accountability is the rules set in place so that you can prevent anything bad from happening in your organization. Right. But some of those bad things, you know, can be kind of offensive. You've got a team and um, you you want to hold people accountable for how they use their time. Under that assumption, under that definition of accountability, all you're watching out for is all the bad things they might do with their time. So they might be um, doing personal business or taking a break and surfing the web or you know, just some interesting whatever they're looking at. And you've got to prevent that because that's your time that you're paying for. So it's, it leaves a bad flavor. It doesn't accomplish your purpose because nobody's. it comes out of that all energized wanting to work real hard for you. So Carl, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be discussing this um, issue of accountability. What are the ways that we're going to be looking at it that are different than these perceptions that we've talked about? Okay, let's, let's go over this. The main thing we're doing is turning the equation around and we're saying, what can accountability do for us? What are we trying to accomplish in the future? And what do we want to make happen as opposed to what do we want to prevent happening? And so accountability is our friend going to work for us in four ways over the next four weeks. One is accountability can provide structure. It can provide structure so that you can actually make constructive progress on things you want to make happen. 
accountability in planning can take the form of deadlines and goals and milestones that people need to meet. And we agree on these and they help us make progress. The second area we're going to look at is in the area of relationships. Accountability provides relationship, which can give us the support we need to succeed in these things we're taking on projects, goals, just doing our daily work. There's someone there to ask questions with. There's someone that's going to check in regularly on a basis. And these check-ins don't need to be these fear-based, lack of trust encounters. We're going to show ways to make them positive. We're going to make sure this project succeeds ways. Thirdly, we're going to look at that accountability provides the motivation for being learners so that we actually, because we have these check-in points, these check-in means, these check-in people, that when mistakes aren't fatal anymore, mistakes aren't um, causes for blame, they are learning opportunities. And we can turn them into learning opportunities with the intentionality that accountability provides. And then, finally, the fourth one we're going to take on is it is the most common, and that is that accountability provides criteria for measurement so that we have something we've talked about, goals, benchmarks that we've agreed on that we're shooting for. And so accountability, again, isn't a blame thing. It's are we on target or not? And if we're not, we get to have a conversation about it, which gives us the opportunity to change what we're doing and make adjustments before it's too late. And we're proposing that this is a mutually beneficial system or process, excuse me, not system, but process for the employer and the employee. Exactly. So the starting assumption is that you're on the same team, you're going for the same results, you want to see this thing happen, what can we put into the system to make sure it happens? And that's accountability. It's measurable and it's specific in these four areas and they work for the outcomes and results you want to have instead of against or trying to prevent bad things along the way. And guess what? By working for all these things, you do prevent the bad things. Because you have these um, benchmarks, these criteria, these, these relationships and the structure in place so that, you know, there's not room for the, the disappearing act of people going off. And how did all that money end off in the South Seas somewhere and nobody knew about it? Well, and we see what lack of accountability does. I mean, I've heard stories from friends that, you know, maybe lost a job and they said, I didn't even know I was doing a bad job. Like, I had no idea that I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Or nobody ever told me that I was going in the wrong direction or I never had any support. I asked for help and mm-hmm. I never had support. Nobody really knew what was going on. That's a common Great one. Great examples. You know, we didn't know what the goals we were supposed to be meeting, how much of that. One could have been in place yeah, ahead of time could have been in place and headed those things off. Well, and that just creates um, just fear. Uh, just fear on kind of uncertainty is where I think bad things start to happen. That's a, examples of how things fall apart when there's no accountability. On the other hand, where accountability doesn't do its job, for example, the president recently has um, gone out of his way to say there's going to be accountability for all this money that we're injecting into the economy to get it going again. It's generally agreed that that's needed, some kind of injection, but money in the past hasn't, you know, has disappeared and been invested poorly. So this time there's going to be accountability, or so he says. One radio show I heard just last week um, a reporter pointed out that a lot of this money is going directly to states to spend as they see fit to inject in their economies. What if they wasted on you know pet projects that don't really have a, a direct line toward 
stimulating the economy. And the best the president could respond was, well, we're going to hold them accountable and I'm going to make a big stink about it and name names and bring it up in public. Well, that's not what we're talking about in terms of accountability. That's maybe there's a place for shaming and publicizing it as a negative motivator. But no, those they'll probably still go ahead and spend it however they want. Well, we're not a shame-based society. We're not a society that responds to shame. I mean, the more shame you have, you know, you write a book, you get, you know, made it for TV movie about you. So obviously there's something wrong with that kind of level of accountability because it has no structure. It has no structure. That's the difference. So we're not attacking the president's intentions or accusing anyone of being slimy politicians that just want to spend it anyway. We're just saying there's the structure itself isn't set up in such a way that the money can't go toward the things that it was intended. Then you get this case of this, what we're going to call not positive trust, but blind trust, where it goes off and you just say, you know, well, we'll increase the number of regulators that come watch what you do. And as we get into our discussions on structure, that's not um, accountability either. That's another after the fact, oh, you didn't spend it right, but oh, look, it's gone. So these are going to be some really meaty hands-on distinctions that we're making between the sort of accountability that wants to regulate and watch over versus accountability that sets up a different kind of system, structure, relationships, criteria, ongoing learning, that gets us all going in the same direction. I look forward to it. Next week, we'll be talking about structure and accountability. So I hope you'll join us to continue our series. And as usual, you're welcome to comment on anything you've heard tonight or any questions you have on our blog at boldenterprises.com or stop by and say hello. We always like to chat with our listeners. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production.